If you think reading is for nerds, then I'm going to say you are correct. But you know what's not for nerds is having someone read to you. That is when Audible comes in. Audible is full of audiobooks for you, and our listeners can step up and get a 30-day free trial. That's right, 30 days. That's a whole month for those of uh, you who aren't that smart. Just go to audibletrial.com slash live from the 815 and receive your free 30-day trial today. Oh, hey guys. Thank you for joining in. It is time for the officially unofficial podcast of Rockford, Illinois. That's right. It's time for Live from the 815. Episode 33.4. God, keep getting higher. Can we just get to episode 34? Oh, <laughs> for those, okay, here's here's the rundown, folks. It's your it's your classic Colton. I'm I'm Colton. This is Jake, the classic duo. It's it's point four. It's episode thirty three point four because this is our fourth attempt at recording this. We recorded one last week. It was an amazing Super Bowl episode. It was a banger. We it were was hilarious. It was hilarious. It was packed. It was just great. It was packed with everything you need in life. Everything. But then, with beyond reasons that we could control, uh, we lost it. We did not have the episode, so we just took the week off. You know, and. We decided to go this week. We recorded a great interview with Steven Nelson from Bleacher Report. He is their NFL draft expert. We have not lost that, thank God. We fucking have that, thank the Lord. If Honestly, if, if I lost that, I probably would just stop the podcast. And it <laughs> never would have happened ever again. I mean, we had a premium expert on, a former uh, intern with... Your Rockford Icehogs. He was an awesome interview. That's the only thing we haven't lost oh. in, in today, really. Jesus Christ. So, I apologize for the low um, energy. It's oh, the other two, though, by the way, the other two attempts were tonight, and they just went away. And now this is our third attempt to this film this episode. So. It's our third attempt in a row to fill the... <laughs> <laughs> Christ. Holy uh, shit. Do you know how terrible it is to talk about sports three straight times and talk about the exact same thing? Yeah, it's not like we got new topics in the last hour. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Suck. This sucks. Right. Let's jump into it. Uh, you Darvish. <laughs> did you know he got a contract with the Cubs? Have you heard this? <laughs> I I. I did not. I heard it here first. Holy shit. You're hearing it for the third time at least in the last hour because I've been telling you over and over. But <laughs> he got a six-year, $126 million contract, and that's the base contract with the Cubs. He has incentives. Uh, this, The hot stove is heating up. The Cubs got their ace that they've been needing. The pitcher, you know, to fill out their rotation – and uh, now they're ready to roll into the season. I'm sure you're very excited. I'm very excited. 
Can you tell by the tone of my voice? <laughs> he was way more excited two episodes ago, people. I'm telling you, oh. he was on the edge. I'm pretty sure he called Theo Epstein Jesus, but I mean, that's all lost to the, to the mythos. Yeah, I was, I was on my knees with Theo, just calling him a genius, saying, all right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to re, rejoin that, that, that juju. Um, I basically said, uh, like three attempts ago, what it was, was that the U Darvish signing got me really pumped. It's basically Theo's league. He does whatever the hell he wants, and uh, we basically, I think he's going to sign Bryce Harper next year. He's going to somehow work the numbers. He's going to make some trades, get rid of some salary. Uh, if you if you doubt him, then you're just going to look like a fool next year. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's, that's the main concern with people is that how will this contract affect the super free agent pool that is next year? Um and also that you average is 31, and he was signed um, until he's 36, so going on 37. So, you know, how will those last few years hold up? But who really cares if you win a World Series? That's what everyone keeps saying. So uh, it's the same old spiel from the Cubs, you know. Oh, Jason Hayward's contract sucked, but hey, you won a World Series. John Lester, that's going to start biting you soon. Who cares? You won a World Series. Who, who honestly cares? I don't. Yeah. I don't care. If we win one more World Series, then the trade to the White Sox where we gave up Eloy, I don't I don't care about that. Um, I don't care that we traded away Gliber Torres, who's a top-five prospect for Chapman, because we won it with him. If we win you one... You say these things now, but when those two are, like, superstars in the MLB, it'll be like, oh, <laughs> shit. I mean, if if I can walk away from this run with two World Series, that's that's two more than... Every, oh, yeah, absolutely. Every person has ever seen on this earth. What? Yep. I don't know. I, I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know. This, is, this is the third round, people. We're really struggling. <laughs> and, and, and also, big shout-out to me. I have a canker sore under my tongue, and my um, <laughs> and my freaking wisdom teeth are coming in, so my jaw hurts. It's a huge... Oh, I got some wisdom teeth coming in, too. It's biting the oh, shit out of my cheek, and it hurts. Yeah. And you can, like, poke it with your tongue, but yes. it kind of hurts. Yes, huge. So, big shout-out to us. Like, yeah, we're, oh, working, we're working through this for you. We are the blue-collar, um, boots-on-the-ground, get-dirt-under-your-fingernails your kind of uh, podcasters, all right? God. Yeah, absolutely. God, we're great. <laughs> Let's oh. jump in. I think we have an awesome segment lined up for, the, for our fans, oh though, God, right? This is, like, my 13th time saying this. <laughs> Yes, we do. Uh, we sure do, Jake. It's our super original idea that we came up with completely on our own. So, here's the thing. Um, we come up with, with really good ideas that nobody has ever, ever thought of, ever. All the time. And um, we we uh, name it our own, and we have a little intro music. And this one that we came up with that nobody helped with that we didn't take from any popular sports talk show is called the stat of the week. Um, it's basically a stat that knocks me and Jake on our pants, you know, just knocks our socks right off. Son of a gun. That's a, that's a good stat. Yeah. And uh, we're hoping it knocks your socks off. So let's jump into it. Let's um, do it. I'm going to go first this time, actually, oh, Colton. Hey, we're, we're switching this episode peek, up. Peek behind and the curtain, everyone. He has not gone first yet, so this is really good. 
This is this is big, and I literally don't even have to look up the stat anymore because I have it memorized via Heath Cummings on Twitter. Thirty of the thirty prospects or free agents that they were tracking this off season, seven of them are Scott Boris agents, or yeah, Scott agent, Boris players. Scott Boris is their agent. The other twenty three are not, and uh, so far zero of the seven of, who are represented by Scott Boris have signed. And 18 of the 23 who are not represented by Boris have signed. So that speaks to the conspiracy theories of of Scott Boris is kind of pumping out there that the owners are trying to conspire against the players and lower uh, salaries across the league. But really, it's clearly just the owners realizing that let's stop giving Albert Pujols 12-year deals and Ryan Braun 12-year deals because they never work out. So, Boris is angry about it, and he's the only one who's really struggling to get his players signed. So, uh, take that, Scott Boris. Come debate me. Yeah, come on. You are uh, formally invited on to Live from the 015 to debate that theory. Um, Thank you for listening, Scott. And that was Jake's stat of the week. My stat of the week came from Zabate on Twitter. He took the last three seasons of MVPs, averaged out their, their slash line, and this is what he came up with. Combined, the last six MVPs of the last three seasons uh, have an average of batting 309, getting on base at a 407 clip, and slugging percentage of 582. All pretty solid numbers. Some may call them yeah. very valuable numbers. I'd say they're the most valuable numbers. Manny Ramirez played for 19 seasons, and he averaged an average, a very average Manny Ramirez season was batting 312, three points higher than the MVPs, getting on base four at 411. That is four points higher than the MVPs, and slugging 585. That is three points higher than the MVPs. That's an average season. Also, that was really, really, really good fast math from me, Colton. Ya boy. And uh, that's including his year with the White Sox, which is something that just came to my head and I had never said before. Yeah, he, he has never brought that up, so that's, that's crazy. <laughs> I have also a Manny Ramirez jersey that is now a cutoff, and I wear it to formal occasions because everyone just respects me. <laughs> these, these jokes are so much better the first time. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, they, they, were, they had more energy, everything. Oh, my God. So, so that's the stats of the week. Let's Woo! move on to the Olympics. Olympics. I had some fun watching the Olympics tonight. Just finished. Uh, actually, now it was a while ago. <laughs> now. Uh, fucking John White won his third gold medal and the hundredth gold medal for the USA ever. And I watched him. It was on the uh, half pipe. And he got a 97.75. And uh, if you watch the guys go before him, everyone just kept wiping out. So I was actually pretty nervous watching. And uh, he absolutely nailed it. He did a bunch of flippity-doos and some dipper-reviews. Skippity-bop. snowboarding expert. And he won. He won gold. And he, you know, he won it last, what was it, 12 years ago was his first gold medal. So, he's an old man. Wow. I feel like, I've, I, feel like I, watched, I watched the run just by you talking about it. Yeah. I, I articulate, articulate description there. Also, um, in one of the last 47 attempts to record this episode, we realized that Jake has not seen the movie Friends with Benefits. Oh, yeah, I haven't. I mean, I also thought it was the movie with Ashton Kutcher. 
No Strings Attached. Which are totally different movies and have nothing to do with each other, even though they have Ashton Kutcher and Mila Kunis in separately, and they probably came out the same year in the same month. Jake, you, you're going to love Friends of Benefits. That, that <laughs> movie kicks so much ass. I'll check it out. I mean, I like the actors in it. Oh, they, and I, I, they act exactly how you want them to be in real life in that movie. All right. Well, I'll put it on the list. I'm sure Ari will be pumped. Put it on the top of your list, and then and then report back to me immediately. We'll do. Okay. We'll do. Um, I've I've watched a little Olympics. I watched. Um, first off, I watched the biathlon. I don't know if you've ever watched it. It was skiing for like 20 minutes, and then shooting a gun. Um, <laughs> yeah. That is the stupidest fucking sport I've ever seen in my life. While watching it, it kind of reminded me of something that was like a really rich kid wanted to play with the other kids and just, <laughs> and just ski. And, then, and he was really slow at it and yeah. he wanted to run fast hills. Yeah. So then he was like, you know what? And then everyone said like, yeah, you can't, you can't play with us. He's like, oh, cool. I'm going to go, I'm going to go play this other sport because I could, I could shoot guns. My dad has a lot of guns. So you can't play. And then he went off and he was like shooting guns and everyone's like, you know what? It looks kind of cool to shoot a gun once in a while. <laughs> so then everyone like went up, went up to the rich kid and was like, hey, um, Dolph. That was like the first rich kid skier name that I could think of. Dolph. Hey, Dolph. Um, could, can we play? And he's like, no. And then they're like, come on. No. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, you go. <laughs> no, that was great. That was that was the perfect amount of come on. That was electric. You 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 only get that kind of stuff here on, on Live Thing One Five. Guys, I'm sorry this episode sucks. This is so bad. I think it's not too bad, but uh no, that is that is the worst Olympic sport. Well, I don't know if it's the worst. I actually had Honestly, fun watching it. Because I was watching kind of I was kept watching, I was pretty bored. I was like, Oh, it's long distance skiing, whatever. And it was lady just gets down and starts shooting a gun and it blew my mind so i guess it's a good olympic sport i've completely flipped my opinion in the last in this third recording of this episode <laughs> that is the best olympic sport actually well the thing is i didn't know how, i didn't know like how intense it gets it was like going in going into the final shooting it was clear first second third and the guy who who was in second was fucking up his shooting and the guy in third just came roaring back and then it was literally just a sprint. A cro- have you ever seen a cross country sprint after they just, after they just cross country skied for like thirty minutes? It was nuts. They were going literally as hard as they could, and this like nineteen year old had like a huge upset to get silver, and I was actually pretty pumped. My blood was pumping. It was. <laughs> That's boiling. why I call it the best sport in the Olympics. That is why they call it that. Yes, I, I call it that. It's always been my favorite. I've never talked bad about it. No, no, you have not. There's no proof of that, because they're all deleted, so... (laughs) Son of a fucking bitch, oh my god. But uh, another sport that I watched was the um, mixed doubles figure skating, and the American team was a brother-sister combo that just really did not make me comfortable. How's that? Yeah, it is a sexual sport, so that is an awkward uh, duo. Like, there were so many times where the guy just, like, caressed his sister's face and then, like, grabbed her by the neck and was like, are these guys going to make out? Is that going to be, like, the, the big finishing move? Yeah. Uh, that would have really shocked the judges. <laughs> so, here's, here's my thing. If, um, 
if you are on that team and you don't like these two, you have to sort of pull a prank where you somehow get like paperwork done, fake paperwork that says that they aren't brother and sister. So then they have like all this sexual tension and they think they're actually like in love, but they're still brother and sister. Yeah. It's very similar to that. Um, that 70 show episode when Eric's cousin comes in and like flirts with them and says that she was adopted so they can like date. And then he tries to like make out with her right in front of his parents. Yeah. That's a great episode. Great yeah. show. Great show. Great episode. And that is, that is exactly what I expect to happen with this brother sister, um, duo. I mean, Hey, game of Thrones is very popular. It's really popularizing incest nowadays. So it's going to be the new thing. It is. Um, back in the day, there was a lot of incest, and everyone knows the history always repeats itself. So, Yeah, invest now in incest. <laughs> yeah, buy, <laughs> buy low, and once incest is, is hot in the streets, you can say, you, you heard it here first on Live from 815. <laughs> but don't say it before, because we, we're not, like, you know. Yeah, we're not, we're, in not, <laughs> we're not a pro-incest podcast. We're not an anti-incest podcast, I no, guess. You, yes, we are. We're, we're a negative tone against incest. We are a anti-incest podcast. <laughs> well, we're, put, we're putting invest in incest on a t-shirt. <laughs> we'll be <stunned. laughs> That's such a gross t-shirt. Oh, yeah. Nobody would wear that. <laughs> yeah. Who, if somebody would wear that in public, they should get arrested. Oh, <laughs> uh, classic. Classic. But, um... Uh, yeah, That's yeah, those nice. are my thoughts on on uh, the Winter Olympics. That was basically all I've seen so far. Oh, I also, I also love uh, the singles. I watched the, uh, I forget the name of the male singles. Everyone will know. He had some awesome interviews. Very charming guy. Uh, very sparkly suit. Uh, one thing I did notice, though. America's music for skating sucks ass. <laughs> Literally, this Germany guy came out, and he had the Beatles, three different Beatles songs, and it was amazing. I was so entertained. He fell like three times. I didn't give a shit, because I was jamming to Let It Be. And then the Americans come out with this classical BS that I don't want to listen to. So, that's my main take. America, step your music game up. You know, we have so many options. I think we just found the uh, solution to the problem for popularizing figure skating in America. There you go. Bada bing, bada boom. We fixed it. You're all, welcome. All those um, kids are uh, listening to rock and roll these days. We need <laughs> we need more rock and roll in uh, figure skating. Yeah, kids love rock and roll. Yeah, yeah, that, that Zed Leplin guy. That guy can sing. Zed Leplin, yep. Yep, yeah. thank you. Famous drummer. So, yeah, he's, he's, <laughs> he's in my top five favorite drummers. Um, yeah, right next to Poison. And uh, <laughs> Prince, the drummer. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Aerosmith, the guy named Mr. Aerosmith. Yeah, he's Aaron really, Aerosmith oh. is my favorite drummer. I think that's, I think that's, or, yeah, yeah, that's definitely his name. Deontay Aerosmith. Oh, is that his brother? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's his brother who is the less talented drummer, so he's the bassist. Ah. <laughs> That's oh, we should just do our MySpace top eight drummers. <laughs> if anybody wants to do a scientific experiment, how bad does each recording get for a podcast? Every time you every time you repeat it, uh, this is this is really good. Uh, 
Prime example. If only we had the other two episodes to show them the data, because we don't. Jesus Christ. Well, you know what? Let's let's try and save the show. We'll kick it over to our interview with Steven Nelson. He is a NFL draft expert. Expert is in all caps. Um, he's from Bleacher Report, and he joined us to talk a little bit about the NFL draft. So here is our interview with Steven sure. Nelson. We now welcome on a very special guest. You can find him um, as the Bleacher Report's NFL Draft expert. Is expert the uh, right word? No. It's, first of all, very special and expert. I mean, there's just yes. so much fake news in the intro. Yes. So well, much. Well, we can, we can keep pumping that into you. But that is the voice of Steven <laughs> Nelson. Let's give it up for him. Woohoo! Uh, hey, you guys. Way too com- well, Hold on, before we go any further, am I am I on the line with Colton St. Vincent, like the Colton St. Vincent, whose name was you know actually published in the Chicago Tribune? Oh, please get out of town! Okay. On this very podcast, but yes, that's me. That, and ladies, I'm one? single. That am I also who's also speaking with Ferguson Jenkins? Am I talking to the right guy? This guy. This guy's yeah, he so does you, research. So you tell you tell me who the special people are in this uh, this conversation. I would say you guys, but after, I appreciate you guys uh, having me on. You do way more research Rockford, than we do. Illinois, <laughs> Rockford, Rockford, Illinois, very near and dear to my heart. Lived there for almost a year. I worked for the Ice Hawks. That's how I started out my career. Go Hawks! Oh my God! Yeah, this... let's go Hawks! Wow. Life is a full uh, circle. Yeah, so many, many a night at the BMO. Uh, lived, lived some spot off Bell School Road. Uh, many nights that I actually remember at Murphs. A lot of pizza rolls at Old Chicago. Oh, yeah. So Murphs was one of our sponsors for a little bit. <laughs> this is great. <laughs> there we go. There we go. Yeah, so I, I love Rockford, so I'm, I'm, uh, I'm pumped. Well, that's the interview. Everyone have a good <laughs> like, It's not going to get much better than that. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Well, that's oh, awesome. I, yeah, no, listen, I, 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 that place is always going to be very special. My, my family is from Chicagoland. My dad's side is anyway. So, you know, Illinois obviously means a ton. And so after I finished school, uh, you know, I was looking for a job and I couldn't find anything. I finally stumbled upon this, you know, unpaid broadcast internship in Rockford, Illinois. And I'm like, well, you know, if I'm going to go anywhere, it might as well be, you know, a half hour from my grandparents and for the, you know, HL affiliate for, you know, my favorite team in the Hawks. So, uh, yeah, I, I keep telling myself I'm going to come back to Rockford one day, and it just hasn't happened yet. So this is this makes me feel good that you guys decided, hey, let's waste an episode, let's bring that Steve Nelson to Brony on, and so now I kind of get my taste of Rockford. Yeah, we knew all of that when we uh, asked you to join the show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's just good research on our part. But um, yeah, man, I'm I'm flustered. I don't I don't really know what to do right now. Jake, you want to start us off with uh, yeah, with some hot 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 this. questions? Some NFL questions and get off the Rockford questions. Uh, let's just start with the easy one. Who's the best quarterback in this draft? Oh, that is easy. <laughs> How is that easy? No, there's no consensus on that. You're the expert, uh, not us. Uh, also, not true. Again, no matter how many times you said it, there will not be an expert. I, I am 
Challenge I'm lucky accepted. To work with some very smart guys, and you know Matt Miller and Michael Felder and Connor Rogers, and I'm sure you follow the draft, you follow their work. But you know, for for as long as you know, I've been here, I've been on the Josh Rosen bandwagon. He was coming out of high school, St. You know, John Bosco, in Southern California, going to UCLA, and I I remain a Rosen Rosen fan. Uh, do I think he's going to go number one overall to Cleveland? No, I don't. Does uh, all indications are the Browns are going to go in another direction, whether that be Sam Darnold or Baker Mayfield. If the reports about Scott McLuhan's influence are, are right, then you know Baker might be their guy. But uh, I'm I'm all in on Rosen. I don't buy any of the garbage. I don't know if you can curse on the podcast. So I won't. Uh, the garbage out there about um, his, the quote unquote character concerns. Um, I've been fortunate enough to have you know conversations with Josh and kind of get to know him. And I think if you do that, you'll it'll open up your eyes. You know, he's younger than all of us. He's talking. He'll, he'll teach you some stuff. And well, it's not teach you, but at least help you see things from a different perspective. And um, I certainly appreciate that. He's he's not going to be the milk drinking, cookie cutter, talk a lot, not say anything quarterback that you know the old old guard of the NFL loved, but I'm okay with that. I think he's just the most ready, most mechanically clean. I think he throws a, a free deep ball, and uh, I think he's incredibly smart. So, all that to say, if I have, uh, if I'm on the clock and I need a quarterback, I'd be going with Josh Rosen. Um, you bring up Baker Mayfield. Uh, what, which attribute, like if this was Madden, which attribute would you rather have? Um <laughs> Baker Mayfield having a 99 in heart or Josh Allen having a 99 in hand size slash he's tall? Oh, man. Josh Allen just looks like an NFL quarterback, doesn't he, fellas? He looks good in shorts. Um, what, did you say 99 in heart or 99 in nuts? Um, <laughs> we'll, we'll give them both since Josh Allen is getting uh, yeah, give tall him. and hand size. Listen, I, I, I'll go with Baker. Uh, I if, if I had to choose between the two, I'd be with Mayfield. I do. I, I'm not on the side of the fence that just hates on Josh Allen because the NFL loved him and loved his traits. That is the first word you hear out of anybody's mouth when talking about Josh Allen is those traits and his ability to make all the throws. Right? That's another buzz term, buzz word. Um, and I, I'm not saying that Josh Allen can't develop into that one day um, and, and reach that feeling and reach that potential. You know, our, uh, my colleague, Chris Sims, is the best and he's, you know, he's going to start getting into uh, draft stuff, but I, I have believer in Josh Allen and, and recognize that the NFL would like him too. But I think right away you're probably going to want to ride with Baker. Agreed. All right. How's that? Uh, one last real quick Jackson, I'm I'm just curious. Do you think he's an NFL player, an NFL starter someday, or what's your opinion on Lamar Jackson? I get that he's not a wide receiver. I think he's I think he's a quarterback. I think he deserves that shot. And if your team doesn't want to give it to him, then my team will. I, I think that he has shown. I I don't know how people can watch Lamar Jackson's film and say. He can't do it because I mean, he's, he's 
proven otherwise. There's, I'm not saying he doesn't have any holes in his game or yeah, you aren't a little worried about his frame, but everything that he can do for you, I mean, that who doesn't want that dynamic at a quarterback at the quarterback position, especially the way the game is going, right? So, I mean, uh, you know, down down ninety, you got the you got the Bears and building around Mitch and Matt Nagy and Mark Helfrich designing an offense to fit that quarterback skill set. It's not like everybody is trying to force feed the prototypical old school pro style can throw the ball a mile, six five you know what I mean? Like six six five and stiff. You know, not everything is is all about that anymore. You're kinda of tailoring um schemes and teams around um, the skill sets of your best players. So I, I if if I'm able to take uh, a, a kid like Lamar Jackson and have some fun, you know, <laughs> just you know erase the whiteboard and start over clean and build something fun and fresh around him, I'd be happy to do so. But yeah, I, I, cer- I certainly believe that he is um, a quarterback until proven otherwise. You bring up the Bears. Um, I'm a Bears fan. Jake here is a Packers fan. Uh, what do you see the Bears wow, and Packers for? Yeah. that dynamic. Yes, we, yeah, we are the best in the biz for a reason here. It's cutthroat every episode. But what, uh, yeah, what well, do you see I, uh, those two the, doing? Not to, I mean, pick favorites here, but I, I'm a Bears fan as well. That sounds uh, like you're immediately picking a favorite team. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I, no, I'm not picking favorites. I'm just telling <laughs> you my favorite. <laughs> my favorite. Uh, all right, well, let's go. Let's get the let's get the trash out of the way first and start talking about the Packers. Um, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, wait, who's, wait, who's, who's in Wisconsin and who's... I'm in Wisconsin, but I'm yeah, but I'm the Bears fan, and Jake's living in, in Illinois as a Packers fan. Oh, I, lo- I love this dynamic. We're really uh, diverse. The Packers, I love it. So the Packers, well, they don't make the playoffs for the first time in what a decade, so that's different uh, for them. And now you have all these organizational changes. Whereas before, you know, I, I never knew as many Packers fans that before I worked at Bleacher Report. I swear, like everybody who works on the NFL side, at least from a, a text and editing standpoint, it seems like all of them are Packers fans. So I all the nerds. constantly, uh, yeah. <laughs> and, well, you said it, not me. Um, they're great. They're great people. They're great family. Um, reading constantly every year was oh, Ted Thompson. He says, "What are you going to do? You're going to do this. You're going to do that." And now you don't really know, right? Thompson's at the gym. You could have come taken over. You lose Wolf and Highsmith. Capers is gone, so your favorite scapegoat is gone. Mike Pettin comes in. Edgar Bennett's out. Another scapegoat. Joe Joe Phil comes. You have all these changes, and you don't really know. It's hard. It's much harder to predict. Now you certainly know what the needs are for Green Bay, right? Even though they have spent, I don't know what the exact cap numbers are, but they're among the leaders in salary. Space consume at the wide receiver spot, but they still need help at receiver, and maybe they can restructure some deals there. That's kind of what they got to do. They still need to address that. You got off to a good start extending Devontae. Uh, you're going to need some help on the back end. If it's just money on defense, that's, that's where you need some upgrade. Like, you have some nice young pieces, but you still don't know exactly what they are or if they're going to develop. 
and, and reach their potential. So, I, I mean, and that's this is that's a good position, a good area in the draft to be looking. Uh, talking about cornerback here, and maybe the biggest need of all is just getting somebody who can get to the damn quarterback. And you don't know; you're probably not going to be able to afford Demarcus Lawrence if you still believe Digiansa still got stuff in the tank. Then okay, you and it comes to the draft then. You're not going to be picking high enough as, as it stands right now. Of course, a lot of things, you know, a lot of stuff will change in free agency uh, and the like. But you're probably not going to get Bradley Chubb. So then, what do you do at 14? Do you swing for the fences with a guy like Marcus Davenport, who I've watched up close in Mobile, and in, in a week where he kind of struggled? I'm not. That's not going to be the total book on him. He still has plenty of raw talent, more buzzwords. Um, Big buzzword guy. Know, I love it. Key or a big buzzword guy. I'll draft that we play buzzword bingo. So whenever one of our analysts they say buzzwords, the people watching at home they take a drink. Well, I'll be marking the board down. So I got all these buzzwords down. So yeah, is that uh, is that uh, promoting uh, drinking then? Because I love it. What's that? I said, is that uh, promoting drinking then? Because then I am in. Because <laughs> I'm cool. It, listen, you if you're thirsty, you can consume. Whatever kind of beverage you would like, whether that be ice water, could be a glass of warm milk. Hmm. Uh, it could be an alcoholic, could be an alcoholic beverage. Alcoholic warm milk. As long as you wash, wash the place. <laughs> right, right. Uh, <laughs> with some Kahlua or whatever. Yes. Uh, or a white Russian. Ooh. That, that, I think I'm getting, getting closer. Perfect for, drink, um, for drinking well, I, games. Yeah. I, I, well, listen, Jake, you're, you're the, the Packers fan here. Did anything that I just said down stupid or wrong to you? No, you can be honest with me, though. You tell me I'm an idiot. You're not being wrong. No, that's spot on. I mean, getting at the quarterback and uh, the secondary, the only problem is is that those positions are technically filled, you know, so it's all about who falls to us. So uh, what are some names in the, uh, specifically edge and corner? Because those are the two biggest needs that Packers fans are clamoring on about. What are some names there that you see in the middle of the first? Sure. All right, so you have what, uh, nine picks in the first couple hundred. Oh, you're just talking about specifically that 14 overall? Okay. Yeah, so, for now. Yeah, for now. Let, let's say that you uh, bring Devon House back, uh, or maybe Tremont Williams, right? He's got the past history playing with Kenton, of course, history with Green Bay. Uh, let's assume that you don't sign any, bring in any new free agents, right? So no Malcolm Butler. No Tremaine Johnson. So at 14, maybe you're looking at Josh Jackson from Iowa. If you're into the Midwest flavor, you hope that Denzel, Denzel Ward from Ohio State uh, falls there. I know Mike Hughes, Connor, Mike, uh, our guy here, Connor Rogers, is a huge Mike Hughes fan. Um, but I don't I don't necessarily know if you need to go corner the first round because I think it's such a deep, it's such a deep position. I mean, if you want to go uh, wait for you know uh, later round whether it's an Isaiah Oliver out, out of Colorado, um, whether it's an MJ Stewart uh, from North Carolina, um, Carlton Davis. You're into the very long, long corner who's good in press, and Carlton Davis might be your guy. Not to if you want really fast, really fast guy. Maybe the fastest guy um, in this draft class, Dante Jackson from LSU. I, I'm a big Quentin Meeks guy at Stanford. Uh, there's so many DJ Reed at Kansas State. I mean, holy smokes. Um, 
uh, Jeffron Davis, University UT San Antonio. That there's, I'm telling you guys, there's there are plenty of, of talented prospects down the list that you can get. That's not, um, it's not something where you feel like you need to reach. I mean, shoot, look at uh, what the Chargers did last year. I mean, they get Desmond King out of Iowa in the fifth round, and I remember saying after that, like that is one of the best value picks, buzzword, one of the best value picks of the class, and he turned out to be a great piece. Um, in his first year in Los Angeles. So I don't know if you need to reach a corner. As for Edge, you know, I mentioned a couple names already with Davenport. I, you know, Miller mocked Davenport to, to Green Bay, I think his most recent one. Um, I'm a, I've been on the Hercules Makahapa bandwagon for a long time, Washington State. People are going to whine about his size. Those people aren't um, I, and I So I think he's somebody that you can, you can unleash. Um, uh, Josh Sweat, Florida. It seems like all those Florida State guys have been sort of lost in the shuffle because they had such a, uh, a, a trash year as a team. But Josh Sweat, you don't know when he was coming out of high school, he was getting maybe on cloudy comparisons, and then he had an awful, awful leg injury. Um, and I'm sure those medicals still scare some people. So let's see how the combine tests and checks. Uh, work out for him, but Josh Sweat would be uh, another name for you guys to keep an eye on. Harold Landry, Boston College. Um, see if his ankle can get right. But uh, yeah, I feel like I'm just throwing names that mean absolutely nothing to you at this point. But they will, they will as the weeks and months uh, move on. What are the? Yeah, what are the top three options for the Bears down there in the uh, top ten? Not not your favorite team, but if you had to pick your favorite team, yeah, it probably be. Bears are such a fascinating, fascinating position, right? Because it's like they suck, but they didn't suck enough to get into that to get into that top five, where people may be more um, likely to trade up for for their quarterback uh, of uh, their favorite quarterback, but. I still think you, you're going to get a uh, good option at eight, whether that be a Quentin Nelson, at, which would be awesome. I, I think you, first of all, he's like the angriest human I've ever met. Like he's, he, I, I don't know. He might punch himself in the face for fun. He's just saying that's, that's how he plays. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Same. Yeah. That's how um, I, that's how I podcast. You guys just punch each other in the face, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah it builds character. Uh, builds, across, builds camaraderie. Virtually. <laughs> That's right. Camaraderie, character, all of it. Exactly. Um, so Quentin Nelson is kind of a popular one, uh, and I know I know Bears fans they're really anxious to help out Mitch with a receiver, and I get it. I just don't know if there's somebody at eight that you love that much. Um, I really, I'm a I'm a Calvin Ridley fan. Uh, despite all the complaints about his age, I just think he'd be able to come in and help immediately. And like, that's another now free agency comes up again, right? Because the Bears can all they have space, something like forty million dollars, but they can also create like fifty million more. You know, depending on who they cut, whether Marcus Wheaton or Marcus Cooper, Pernell McPhee, uh, Glennon. Uh, Freeman, you know, the list, they have a long list of guys that they can not keep around and create more space and go after a Jarvis Landry or an Allen Robinson or free agency. So that could change things completely. But uh, I'm also 
if it's not Quentin Nelson, the dream to me would be Minka Fitzpatrick. I just don't think he's going to be there. And then, I, I don't know. I mean, there's so many good Roquan Smith would be outstanding. Everybody's mocking him to either the Niners or the Raiders at 9 or 10. Same with Tremaine Edmonds. But um, at this point, I guess I'd probably put money on on Q falling, Quentin Nelson falling. Uh, I'll put money. Um, money, I mean, hope. I'd be hoping that he falls um, or makes falls. But I don't know. I, I bet that I'm interested to see what they do at receiver and free agency because that'll tell us a lot. All right. Um, a need for the Packers probably later uh, in the draft. And something I'm really interested in is the tight end class this year. Uh, it's a lot yeah, less heralded yeah. than last year. Uh, a little less athletic, but uh, what can you tell me about uh, the tight end uh, class this year, and specifically Wisconsin's tight end, who I'm a big fan of, Troy Fumagalli, if you watched any of his tape. Yeah. You guys know that uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick went to Harvard, how that is mentioned every time he's shown on screen. Yeah, and he has a beard. That's right. that's pretty big sometimes. And Yeah, and he has a beard. Well, for Troy Fumagalli, it's it's his fingers, right? It's going to be, oh, he's got nine fingers. Got nine fingers. You know how many fingers Troy Fumagalli has? Nine fingers. Oh, what a catch by the nine fingers Fumagalli. What's like, crazy is that most people have ten. Win. That's what's crazy about it. I don't know if you knew well, that. So people forget that. People do forget people that. People forget that. That's a, that's a statistic that they can only get here a lot from the A15. You know, I, I, you know, tight end, I, I, did, I, did, I did have tight end down. Uh, for Packers needs because Kendricks is the only one on the roster right now. So uh, if you want to help Rogers, Aaron Rodgers, oh, Richard, yeah, maybe Richard Rodgers. If you want to help out for Aaron Rodgers, which I don't, as a Bears fan who had to go from watching Brett Favre Amen. immediately to Aaron Rodgers, the most talented quarterback of all time. Yeah, it's it's not fun. Um, well, what do you want more? Do you want a guy who can catch? Do you want a guy who can block? Do you want a guy who can do it all? Because I think if if you're looking at a later round uh, and well mid round guy who I think will rise, maybe he, he won't finish as that. But as Chris Herndon out of Miami, I think he is an outstanding blocker, and he was he didn't really get to see his full potential, man, because they had, had David Njoku there when first round last year to Cleveland, and when. He was given the opportunity this past season. The Hurricanes, when they got in football with you know inconsistent quarterback play, he showed what kind of weapon he could be, what kind of threat he could be, um, particularly after the catch, um, and how he can be sort of a mismatch problem. So I, I, I'm a big believer in Chris Herndon. He didn't finish the year healthy, had knee surgery, so he's still working his way back to the senior bowl because of that. But I'm still a big believer uh, in Herndon being a special tight end. Uh, I, if you're Looking to, to go uh, top of the tight end rank, ranking, teams like Dallas Goddard, a small school guy from South Dakota State, is, uh, is a popular name. Um, and then you're getting into the Power Five with Mark Andrews at Oklahoma or Afumagali at Wisconsin, Mike Kisecki, uh I'd say Hayden Hurst in South Carolina. Um, Adam Brenneman at, at, at UMass, a, a great story. Started at Penn State with a blue chip recruit, uh, had awful injury. Uh, I don't know if you call it luck because it wasn't that. Um, I thought he was going to be done with the game, right? He started a career in politics and then kind of got the itch to come back. He had some unfinished business and ends up at UMass with his former high school teammate at quarterback. And um, I, I'm, a, I'm a big big believer in AB. I don't know how the I've, 
I'm not a doctor and I haven't seen the medical, but uh, he is a he's a beast when it comes to catching passes at tight end. You bring up Aaron Rodgers. Um, this isn't a uh, NFL draft question. This is more of like a scientific question. Uh, now that he's dating Danica Patrick, is this going to be exactly like Tony Romo dating uh, Jessica? Because I'm seeing Aaron Rodgers' uh, career just just fall fall into shambles now. But that's just science. That's not me. Well, if Danica is the Bears fan that she says she is, then yeah, she should do work to make sure that his play does drop off uh, as a Bears fan. Uh, no, I guess it's, it's kind of like you guys, right? Like, you guys are making it work, clearly. Getting it done. Yeah, we are. I mean, Thank you. With, Thank you for with noticing. Special information like that, that only people, most people have 10 fingers, whereas Troy Poon Valley only has nine. We have, like, we have a big research team. That, that's right. That people who root for rival teams can not only get together, not only get along, but thrive. So, um, as, as you mentioned, we're, we're not doctors or scientists here, but, uh, so I, I can't, I can't quantify, um, the yards per game or the points per game impact that Danica is going to have on Aaron Rodgers, but I hope it is deep in the red. Very all, all negative. So he could tell us. Especially yeah. Two <laughs> yeah. Time, two yeah, doctors would know the exact number. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Well, I mean, Jake, what do you have? Uh, what do you have left for any uh, NFL draft questions for our self-proclaimed expert here? <laughs> um, well, self-proclaimed. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable. Uh, uh, yeah. Well, we just need the expert opinion, and in your expert opinion, <laughs> are there any elements oh, in this year's draft where are there, are there some skill position players that are slipping in draft boards that you could see being a real difference maker year one? Oh gosh! I mean, it's so funny, like how that how that has become a big thing too. And I totally get it, right? A uh, uh, guy who's a third round pick, a quote unquote backup in college, going on to be rookie of the year, um, and people are looking so hard this year. They're trying so hard to find that guy that the players who you would who would fit that mold are being pushed up draft boards, uh, whether it be a Sony Michelle at Georgia. Um, or, you know, Ronald Jones at USC. You know, Jones, Jones was in the back. I mean, Ronald Jones, I, I've, I, I love and was criminally underused in his time at USC, but it's been a positive for him. Makes him more fresh for the NFL. So I'm happy for him on that standpoint. Um, it, all right. Let's, you're, let's just make this about a running back you can get outside of the first two or three rounds that could help you year one. And I think there are a ton of options. This running back class is awesome. And I think a guy who is, I don't know how it happened, but he's been forgotten about, and that's Royce Freeman at Oregon. And um, there's a little bit of personal bias because I, I used to work, work in Eugene, covered Royce's recruitment. He was in the same Army All-American team as Christian McCaffrey. Um you know, went to Eugene and has set records for the Ducks and banged up in 2016 and put on some weight going into 2017. Not a ton of weight, I think less than 10 pounds. But um, if he if, if he can get right and get to his perfect um, build, playing build, I just think he could be a special piece for somebody that you don't have to pay top dollar for 
the NFL draft. Uh, Mark Walton at Miami, another guy who didn't finish healthy, um, but people should should not forget about. Josh Adams at Notre Dame. Um, Ryan Nall at Oregon State. I know people are going to, if people will turn on his tape and see six three six four white guy and say pullback or say Toby Gerhardt or, or whatever, but uh, I think Ryan Nall, um, he could be he could be a bulldozer. And he can catch passes too. Uh, so I mean, that's why I don't necessarily like like that. And he can he can move in the open field. So I think those are there are a handful of guys. And George Wilkins and all that. Yeah, I mean, there's so just like corner, just like corner. There are some guys that you can get in later rounds that, um, if given the right opportunity and the right coaching staff, um, they can they can really thrive. And that's that's the aspect of all these prospects that people forget about when when putting together rankings or talking about is fit at the next level. Remember, I mean, people are just. People couldn't wait to bury Jared Goff because they're looking at him and Wentz without context and saying, oh, look at the staff around Wentz. Um, as you work with quarterbacks, Doug Peterson and Reich and John Filippo, what did Jared Goff have his first, his first year? You know? And so that, that plays a huge role into it too. But those are a few names um, given current projections that I think could kind of fit that that mold of later round dudes who could be stubbed at the next level. Well, well, you know what, Steven, thank you so much for coming on. This was a lot of fun. You had this. You guys, you guys can add, I mean, I, I like that you guys are willing to get a little weird. With so yeah, no yeah, problem. Don't we... feel like it's a rush to get out of here. I, again, I told you, I got nowhere to go and all day to get there. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I mean, that uh, just means that we'll have to have you back on then. Well, folks, that is um, NFL Draft Master and Rockford oh. Ice Hogs broad- broadcast intern legend, Stephen Nelson. <laughs> yeah, I'll take that one. Yes. That, that is the one that I will accept. And every time we talk, it should it, it could be former unpaid broadcast intern of your Rockford Ice Hogs, Stephen Nelson. That is 100% factually correct. Dude, I feel you with these. Un- I've, I've had two unpaid internships, so I am right there with you for that struggle. It's great. Hey, hey you got to gotta go where I, I say this to every every person who's trying to get in, break into the business. One, you got to be willing to move and go anywhere. Go where the job's at. Um, some people, you know, me being from Southern California, people are like, I want to go to, I want to go to, I don't know why I was talking to them. Yeah, where the hell is that person from? Yeah, you know, I want to, I want to start in Los Angeles. Like, great. Some people, a lot of people, want to start in New York or Dallas or Chicago or you know, Philadelphia or Rockford. If it works, if it works out, doesn't work out for everybody like that. Yeah, ends up being Rockford or Eugene, Oregon, or whatever. You just gotta, gotta go. Go with, it, go with the opportunity and be, be ready to pay pay your dues without getting paid anything. Well, no matter what um, route you take, I'm fairly confident that everyone's goal in their career is to be a guest on Live from 815. So congratulations on peaking in your career Thank as you. we speak. I'm glad we are here for it. Guys, if I fall off the map, it's because I decided that there's nothing else I could do 
after this interview that's going to be worth my while at all. Exactly. So, you have to uh, uh, you have to George Costanza and go out on top. <laughs> that's right. That's right. No, but in all seriousness, guys, I, I have had a blast. I apologize for uh, talking to you. No, you gave us you gave us a lot time, of what we wanted to hear. Just a lot of expert um, opinion. I'm happy I can do it. I <laughs> look forward to the next opportunity we get to chop it up. Yeah, Stephen, I am uh, very excited to hear from you again, but thank you uh, for coming on this time. All right. Take care, fellas. Take care, Stephen. Bye, Stephen. Thank you. Wow. Wow. What an, what an interview. What an episode this has been. I mean, that, that definitely saved it. I'll tell you that much. That, it didn't, it didn't hurt it. It definitely saved it. Big thank you to Stephen. He, um... I really, really enjoyed him complimenting us. So yeah, that was cool. And we should definitely have him back on again. He's, Maybe after the NFL Combine, we can get a little more information. Yes, that'll yeah. be a blast. Yeah, he's going to come on. He's going to uh, give us a full preview of the draft when the draft is, is right around the corner in April. So he he will definitely be uh, back on in the future. Big thank you to him. Check him out on Twitter at Stephen underscore Nelson. Uh, so, Jake, it's time for movies, TV shows, thoughts, prayers. Go. Uh, movies, TV shows. I've been watching Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I don't know why I hadn't watched it before. I love Andy Samberg. He's a American treasure, if he's American. Uh, movie. There's a chance I, he's I, Canadian for some yeah, reason? Yeah, I, I have a feeling he's Canadian, too, but maybe that was just a skit. Um, and then I watched The Intern with... Anne Hathaway and Robert De Niro. Very fun little movie. I would give it a 7 out of 10. On a scale from 2 to 7, what would you give it? Oh, that's a good scale. That's a really good scale. Um, I'm going to say like uh, 4.5. Damn. I don't know. I was trying to make a 7. It's really hard, man. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, it was a good movie. Good. Um, I, I've been rewatching. Parks and Rec. I've also been rewatching Freaks and Geeks. It's on. It's on Netflix. It's honestly, the more I rewatch it, the funnier it gets. I love that show a lot. Nice. Thank you. It's a very good show. <laughs> it's one season, twenty episodes. I don't know if you have you ever seen it. No. Are they coming out in the second season soon? No, they are not because that came out in like two thousand. Oh Jesus! <laughs> have, you, have you never heard of the show, Jake? No, I've never heard of the show. You don't know who's in. Okay. This is the first. Appearance of any of of these actors: uh, Seth Rogen, James Franco, uh, Jason Segel, Ann Perkins is in it from uh, Parks and Rec. Uh huh. Um, have you seen the movie Waiting? Yes. The guy who's training he's he's like he's like the main character. There, the, um, you watch what's it called Silicon Valley, right? Yes, I you, didn't start watching. You know the Satanist, the guy with with the long hair. Yeah, he's in it. Nice. There's so many big names. That's insane. They should definitely do a reunion uh, season. Yeah, it's it's considered like the best show to ever have one season. That's awesome. It's I'll definitely so, check it out. You should 100% check it out. It's really good. Freaks and Geeks. It is on Netflix. It's, it's like 20 episodes only. Only uh, one season, <clears throat> like I said. I don't think I've ever seen anyone as good looking as James Franco in that show. He's one of the best looking people ever. I believe it. I mean, he's, he's always been a stud. Oh, my God. He's so good looking. Um, 
I've also been watching a lot of Parks and Rec. I watched the movie Jumanji, saw that in theaters. It is great. If anyone was on the fence being like, eh, I don't want to go see it because the original was so good. No, this one is so good. It's hilarious. A lot of family fun. Actually, what's cool is they gave a little shout out to uh, Robert Mulvey. podcast. What? Our podcast. Yeah, they actually, they, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they actually bring up like, hey, um, I wonder what live from the A15 would think about this movie. Yeah, it was really blatant product product placement. But we paid good money. It for was it. it was totally worth the budget that we that we had. But um, no, they actually give a shout out to uh, Robin Williams' character, which is really cool. And there's a Jonas brother in it. Oh, and uh, if you guys are wondering, he will not tell us which one because I tried last episode. No, I'm not going to. I'm going to let you decide in your head. Uh, spoiler alert: It's Frankie Jonas, the fourth Jonas brother. Oh my god. <laughs> Wouldn't that be a twist, huh? Yeah, I probably wouldn't recognize him, to be honest. He I probably wouldn't either. Played just now. Oh no! You you know you know who is in there that I totally forgot about until right now. Who? The the drummer from the Naked Brothers band. Oh, that guy's been everywhere. <laughs> he's like, he's like I the main he's, he's like the main character that's not in the game. Is that the guy in Death Note? I've never seen Death Note. I don't know. Yeah, is that like the older brother? Like yeah, the main like guy? like, like yeah. Alex Wolf. Yeah, he was also in um, The Intern, which is crazy, <laughs> just for a little bit. But, yeah, he's, he's trying to become an actor. He's been getting some gigs. I went and listened to the Naked Brothers Band theme song. It's not terrible music. You know, oh it's God, better it's than so Big Time Rush. Which one did you listen to? Was it Crazy Car? No, that's a bad song. Yeah, 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 That's a bad, bad song. But, no, the, uh, the intro. I have no idea what... What the, are you are you looking it up? Yeah, our fans. If that's not love, that's not love. Then what is? If that's not love, then what is? Oh, this is good. Oh, I, I love this band. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll play this episode out to that. It's really good. Oh my god, yeah, that's that's what everyone's waiting for. <laughs> yeah, but, so just, shut up, Colton and Jake. I just want to hear if that's not love by the Naked Brothers Band. Well, um, I guess your homework is to watch Freaks and Geeks. Freaks and Geeks. Your yeah. homework is to watch fucking Paddington. We've oh, talked about this still. before. You need to watch Paddington. It's an excellent movie. And uh, that's that's it. It's just fantastic. Yes. Um, still haven't seen Paddington. I'm going to because... Uh, most of you are, are listening to this on Valentine's Day, and I, Colton, do not have a date, so I guess my date with Destiny is Paddington. How romantic, huh? Very. I mean, I, I'm going to tell you, you're going to probably be more emotionally touched than most on Valentine's Day. That's that's probably true. And then after that, I'll watch something like uh, Princess and the Frog, and I'll get more emotional. I'm just going to be a wreck tomorrow. <laughs> just watch... Yeah, you're, you're going to illegally stream Paddington 2 because you love Paddington so much. That's what you're going to be doing. Uh, it's so didn't, doesn't Paddington 2 have like a perfect score? Didn't yeah. Stuff? Yeah. It, it, I don't know if it still does. It, I think it was like the third movie ever to have a perfect score for over 100 score, 100 grades. It now has a, oh, it still has 100% on Rotten Tomato. Holy shit. Holy shit. It's, I think the first one has a ninety nine percent. Speaking of movies, have you seen? Um, Eight. Have you, ah. seen, have you seen the new movie coming out, Peter Rabbit? Yeah, 
Have you seen uh, the whole have you seen the whole outlash to this? No. People are trying to boycott the movie and get it taken out of theaters because Peter Rabbit is playing a prank war on this human and he finds out the human is allergic to like blackberries or something. So he shoots yeah. he shoots blackberries at him to like give him a um allergic reaction. Uh-huh. In the movie where there are rabbits talking and arguing with humans. And yes. People, and people are saying that they don't like how the movie is a bad influence on kids, so kids will appre- like give respect to people who, who have allergies. Shut the uh, fuck up if that's what you're... Your kid is going to get bullied so hard if that is what you think. I want to bully that mom. Because you know it was a mom. God. You know it was. <laughs> I mean, oh. Jesus Christ. What a bit. I mean, that is just classic, like, you know, over-parenting where you're actually hurting your kid. You know? Like, Jesus. That's, I hate I hate people, and that's disgusting. Yes, it is. But that is episode 33. We're going to try and wrap it up, and I swear to God, if this doesn't record, this is the end of the line for this podcast, <laughs> for me, for... My existence. Retiring. We're, we're both retiring and jumping in front of buses. Oh, my God. Um, thanks for joining us. If, if you tune in to 12-Ounce Sports Radio, um, join us next week. We really appreciate it. Thank you for tuning in to our podcast. Don't, for, or, uh, yeah, don't forget to uh, subscribe, rate, review. Go to audibletrial.com slash live from the one 5 Make sure me and Jake get rich as a mofo. Go to YouTube. Backup quarterback Colton. Go to Facebook. Backup quarterback. Give us a like. Go to Twitter at backup QB blog. Um, final thought, Jake. Go. Oh man, my final thought is if please God let this episode work. That is my final thought. Your final thought, Colton. Go. Same, same, same. I'm honestly so nervous to click this right now. <laughs> Yeah, that's Please. all I care about. I don't even give a shit about the end of this episode, really. Okay. I just want it to be done and downloaded. This is it. Bye, guys. I love you all. Bye. I hope you hear this. Season